I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Yes, indeed, it is time once again for our... uh Car Care Show here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Denny Long here, and if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Let me introduce you to our expert. How do you like that, Dan Burns? You are the expert, <laughs> for sure. How are you? I do, I do want to be expert. Thank you, Denny. Uh, uh, I'm well, thank you. It's uh, it's uh, good to be with you, and uh, it's hot outside. How about that? Yeah, it, and it's getting hotter, as you heard Al say, uh, excessive heat warnings. Uh, in the uh, Twin Cities in uh, southern Minnesota, for that matter. 95 will be the high today. And I'm going to ask you about that uh, as far as automobiles are concerned, the heat. Uh, in the meantime, I want to invite our listeners uh, to uh, join in. If you have any kind of a, a personal vehicle problem and you have to bring it into your favorite shop or your favorite dealer for service and you want to know what could be wrong, you know, it's always good to have more information uh, than less. So call it in, your question, or text it in, the same number. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the number, the text number, and the phone number. And keep in mind, don't wait because Dan is going to be with us till just about seven forty-five. So, if you think of a question, call it in or text it in as soon as you can, and uh, we will be glad to help you out. You know, I was thinking uh, lately; it's been so warm. We've had uh, numerous ninety-degree plus uh, days. And I don't see like many years ago, you know, if, if you're stuck in a traffic jam or you're idling, and you, you'll have to correct me on this, but I don't see the overheated cars like I used to many years ago. Do you still well, see it? Uh, the, we have seen plenty of overheated cars, and actually that's uh, one warning, Denny, that I would give people is that uh, overheated cars, our cars are not very tolerant of overheated anymore. And so if your car gets hot, if your car gets overheated and the check engine or the uh, the temperature light comes on or if the temperature gauge gets high, stop. Literally stop. Do not keep driving because uh, the uh, we have seen a lot of trouble with, <clears throat> with uh, cylinder heads getting warped from overheating and cylinder head gaskets failing, uh, things like that. So... Uh, cars, I would say, are less tolerant of um, get, uh, if they get overheated, uh, damage can occur. That being said, I agree with you, cars are ho- overheating less often because they're just efficient. They're, you know, the radiators are efficient. The coolant that they put in cars is uh, good and efficient. And uh, an electric cooling fans uh, is a good thing. Uh, when you're stopped at a stoplight with an old conventional mechanical fan, the fan's only turning as fast as the engine is turning. And with an electric fan, if the engine is starting to get hot, the computer will crank that electric fan up to high, and it'll do a much better job of cooling. So 
you know, there's te- technology with everything is sure. is better, and that's helping. But but please, please do not drive your car overheated because it is really hard on them. I remember Dan over the years of doing the show with you that we would just speaking of fans, uh, people would call in or, te- or text in and say. Uh, you know, I hear a fan still running, and I've shut off my car. Is is do those still do that? Some vehicles that still have a cooling capability even after you've shut it down. Well, not for long. I mean, it will do that for a short term to uh, to get the car cooled down down just a little bit, maybe just like a minute or two at the most. Oh. Um, and then it, you know, the car will all shut down and and uh, everything will be fine. But yes, it is absolutely. Uh, some cars, some models are definitely capable of the electric fan running uh, after the car is shut off. So don't worry about that if your car has been doing that forever. <clears throat> and if it's doing it more frequently now with these temperatures, that would all be normal. If you have a question for ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, call it in now or text it and he'll be with us for about another half hour, so don't wait. Uh, we want to help you out if you uh, have any issues with your car, your truck, your van, whatever the case may be. 651-989-9226. That will get you uh, both the uh, text line and the uh, phone line. In fact, speaking of phones, let's go to the phones. I think uh, Quinn's calling from Coon Rapids this, mo- uh, this morning. What's your question, Quinn? question is, I have a 2010 Buick, which I bought new, and it just turned over 100000 on it. And I have never replaced any hoses on it, radiator hoses, stuff like that. Is that a concern? Or should be thinking about it or not? Well, uh, hoses are things. Or hoses are one of those things that technology has way improved. And uh, while we do replace hoses from time to time, we don't see them failed very often. Um, <clears throat> so what you would be looking for is simply to be feeling the hose. And if the hose has any bulges or soft spots on it, then it's time to replace it. Um, but I, but as far as replacing all of the hoses like we used to do in the old days, uh, as a as a matter of maintenance, we don't do that very often anymore. So I think hoses hoses are pretty good, and uh, and you don't you know we as part of our service we inspect hoses. That's one of the things that we look at, and uh, if we don't see a problem, I would not recommend replacing them. All right, very good. Thanks, Quinn. Hope that helped. Hans, you're going to be next, so stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and get right back with more of our Car Care Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with the ASE Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Exactly where are you guys located, Dan? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. We'll be there this morning. I'll actually be there this morning at 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll uh, get you that uh, phone number before Dan leaves us today. By the way, Dan, we'll be with us till just about 745, so don't wait. If you have a kind of a car care question for Dan, call it in or text it in so we can uh, we can help you out. Let's go back to the phones. Wyzetta is our next destination. Hans is there with a question for you. Good morning, Hans. Good morning. 
I have a 2011 Buick Enclave. Yesterday afternoon, I went to make some errands, and I had a dead battery. I jumped the car and drove it to my mechanic that does all my work. They had a battery. They put a new battery in for me. When I left at closing time to drive home, I discovered I did not have air conditioning. It was blowing nothing but hot air. What could have possibly gone wrong or changed in either uh, jumping it or having a new battery put in? Uh, A whole bunch of things could have happened. Something as simple as a connection or something like that got knocked loose in the process or um, when the battery goes dead, when you disconnect the battery, that's disconnecting all of the the power to all the computer systems. And, of course, the heating and air conditioning system is a computer. And uh, when you hook the battery back up, those computers reboot. In other words, they come back to life. They go through a process of restoring power. And sometimes in that process, they're not happy. So uh, probably the simplest thing to do and the first thing somebody will try is to disconnect the battery again and reconnect it. Disconnect it, leave it disconnected for a period of time, and then reconnect it and see if the air conditioning happens to uh, come back to life. I doubt if, I mean, it would be unusual for coincidentally the uh, refrigerant to have all leaked out to cause the air conditioning not to work. So I think more likely it's something in the computer system that just is not happy. And quite commonly, if you just disconnect the battery, reconnect it, uh, there's a chance it'll come back to life. If not, your shop will uh, hook up their scan tool and interface with the uh, heating and air conditioning computer system and see if there's a code stored or see if something happened uh, in the process of it going dead and, and coming back to life. That does happen from time to time where the computer system gets damaged and, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing to do except uh, replace a component. But hopefully just, uh, uh, you know, taking away the power and putting it back again will take care of it for you. Very good. I want to grab some text messages, but before we do, I think Dave is calling in from Prairie Farm, Wisconsin, with a question. Dave, you're on with Dan Burns. Hello, guys. Uh, I have a 2005 uh, Ford Freestyle, and uh, one morning a couple weeks ago, it it came on kind of suddenly. The power steering got uh, stiff, and it's not bad. It's just a little stiffness. uh, Comes and goes, or when I make a turn, it catches a little bit. And then it comes right out of it immediately. Uh, I took it in. Uh, they put it up on the rack. They said it was, uh, I needed new struts in front. And uh, I guess the bill would come to six, 700 Well, then a weekend mechanic kind of told me, no, you just need uh, strut bearings. So, so now I don't know where I'm at. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, the, the, week, uh, the, the shop... Uh isn't isn't telling you quite what the story is the the strut actually has nothing to do with um turning if the when when the vehicle is turning the strut plate which is what your weekend mechanic is telling you is actually what turns so 
what the shop was, they just uh, weren't clear on what they were saying. But when they replaced the struts and, you know, on an 05 uh, vehicle, the struts are probably due for replacement. So I don't think they're telling you something uh, that's not true. But uh, the real story is it is the strut plates up on the top that need to be replaced. And in the process of replacing those strut plates, you have to take the struts completely out of the car and put the strut in a, in a press uh, in order to get that, that uh, bearing plate out. So it would make good sense at that time to also replace the struts. So the answer to your question is I think they're both right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Diplomacy. <laughs> Very yeah, good. right. 651-989-9226 is our number for your text or uh, phone call to Dan Burns. Speaking of text messages, here's one. It says, I have a, a 2006 Dodge Ram, 112,000 miles on it. Sounds like the rear end is making a loud uh, howling noise while driving. Any comments on that, Dan? Well, there we do those quite commonly. Um, and the... Uh, the trick is to determine the howling noise that you're hearing is a bearing that's failing. And the trick is to determine where that, uh, which bearing it is, because in the rear differential, there's a whole bunch of bearings, starting with the bearings out at the wheel and then going into the differential bearings and the pinion bearing and a whole bunch of other bearings that could be making the noise. The first process would be to take it on a test drive uh, by a technician that's familiar with this, and uh, they'll determine under what conditions the bearing is making the loudest noise, which will help them, uh, you know, by by the way that they drive the vehicle. Then they'll put the vehicle up on the hoist, and using a stethoscope or, or uh, magic ears or something like that, they'll determine where the noise is coming from uh, while the wheels are actually turning and then they'll be able to give you uh, a, uh, an idea about what it would cost to replace and repair that bearing noise that you're hearing. But a very common repair, we do those all the time, and they simply have to determine which bearing it is that has failed. All right. You know what we need to do, Dan? We need to take a quick break here. We'll have a look at that hot forecast. And just a reminder to our listeners, Dan will be here for about another 15, 16 minutes. So if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. Call it in or text it in before we run out of time for uh, your question. 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll uh, let you know how to get in touch with those uh, good folks there before Dan leaves us. Uh, Dan will be with us for a few more minutes, and we do have uh, callers. We have texters, Dan. So let's go back to the phones. I think Mike is calling from Forest Lake this uh, morning. Mike, good morning. What's your question? Yeah, I got a question for you. Are you familiar with the, I'm assuming you are, 3, 3.5 EcoBoost, the Ford, the Gen 2? And, um, yes. I'm uh, getting a knocking noise at really low idle, and I've been looking, you know, a lot of research on the web, and it seems like um, it's pretty common with this second-generation motor. And some of the things they talk about are like VCT, I think, actuators. 
I don't know if you guys have experience with them, if you run into something similar or not. Well, I, I personally have not uh, have had any experience with one of those. Um, although, like VCT, which you're talking about, is the uh, variable, variable uh, timing, and it's oil-operated, and if that's not working right, that certainly will cause a rattling noise uh, in the engine. Um, th- those engine or th- that 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 uh, um, engineering on an engine is very common uh, with many vehicles nowadays, where they can adjust the timing uh, by moving the, cam- the cams a little bit, and they use oil pressure for that. And so. Uh, if that's what's going on, and uh, any technician heard that, they would know what that is and what they're talking or what you're talking about. And it's a little bit involved because the timing covers have to come off to access the timing chains and the and the camshafts. And in doing that, and the, the, there's phasers in there actually that are that uh, that control that. Um, and if that's where the rattling's coming from, then it's very serviceable, very repairable, and honestly, it's actually quite common. So if that's what you're talking about, and, and I think a technician, if they heard it, would be able to confirm that, then uh, then it certainly can be taken care of and is uh, a little bit involved, but not too bad. All right. That's not bad news. All right. Let's go back to the text messages, Dan. Uh, here's one. It says, is it worth replacing a fuel filter? as part of maintenance when it's located in the gas tank. <laughs> we don't do them very often anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, they get replaced with the fuel pump, and um, <clears throat> I've actually never pulled a, a fuel pump out of a tank and found a plugged fuel filter. So um, it's not recommended on, I, don't, I can't think of any maintenance schedule where they recommend a rechange or a, you know removing the tank and and uh, replacing that. Uh, if you're going to go through that process, I probably would want to replace the fuel pump at the same time, just so I don't have to experience that labor twice. So for that reason, I don't think that it's worth the investment of uh, going through that process, just because it's not common. We don't see it, and uh, and there's no reason to do it. All right. We're good. Uh, let's uh, see. We've got a couple of texts left before we run out of time, I believe. Here's one. It says, I have a f- uh, Ford F-150 a turbo. I believe it is leaking antifreeze out the passenger side turbo. Our, the question is, are there two different turbos on the engine, and is that a major job? I don't know on that particular engine if there are turbos or if there are t- two turbos, and it depends on the vehicle. You know, some turbos are hidden and and i mean some turbos it requires the engine to be removed uh to replace the turbo and uh that of course is very complicated and a very big deal some turbos you have access to simply by removing the exhaust and so forth and if that's the case if you can get at them and service them then while the turbos are expensive, sometimes the labor is not too bad. So I'm, I, I'm not familiar enough with that vehicle to, to know how the turbo comes out. But if you were to just call somebody and ask them for an estimate, they could very quickly look that up. And uh, based on the amount of time 
that the labor book allows us, uh, we would know how complicated it is to repair. Okay. Here's an interesting one, Dan. It's a 1999 Audi A8. Dead battery. Battery located in electronically locked trunk. Owner's manual locked in electronically locked glove compartment. How do I jump start? <laughs> That's wow. complicated, isn't it? I you know, guess. out under the hood, out under the hood on a vehicle like that, there's almost always a um, access point where you can at least hook up power. <clears throat> Sometimes when the battery gets dead enough, if you hook up power underneath the hood, you won't get enough voltage and amperage back to the battery to get it to jump start. So, but usually if you hook up power under the hood, you can at least get the trunk open and then do it and then jumpstart the vehicle uh, right at the source of the battery. And, and that's, you'll have more success doing it that way. But uh, if you look underneath the hood, um, there's, uh, or if you call any shop, they'll be able to help you find where that connection point is underneath the hood. And usually the, they cover it with some sort of a red, uh, plastic uh, cover and look for that and uh, I'm sure you'll find it and of course that's the where you put the positive battery cable when you're jumping in and the negative one can go anywhere on the engine uh, or you know or the body uh, where you get a good ground connection and uh, so you can jump it from underneath the hood that way all right Dan we have time for one more quick one Texter says, is it okay to idle your car for long periods, like an hour or more? Well, it's not advised. Uh, it's not a good idea unless you're there to monitor it, because if something goes wrong, if the vehicle starts to get hot or something like that, then uh, then that's certainly going to cause trouble. In this heat, I don't think it's probably good for any car to idle it like that, uh, and pretty much any time. It's not good for the vehicle to simply let it idle like that for an hour. So unless there's a good reason for doing it, I would advise against that. That's probably not uh, probably not what the vehicle is designed for. Especially when it's going to be 95 here in the Twin Cities today. I'm not going to idle my body at that the, this afternoon. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. We're going to we're going to we're going to turn her down. That's for sure. Well, I know you won't be idle today because I know you guys at uh, Lloyd's are open at least till noon today. But if folks want to get to you either today or next week uh, for some uh, repairs, uh, what, how do we find you guys? Well, the best way is to give us a call. Our phone number is 651-228-1316. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Very good. And I hope you can join us again next week. Would you do that, Dan? I will indeed. You bet. All right. Have a good week. Stay cool. Stay safe. Thanks, Dan Danny. Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Yeah, next week we'll be back a little after 7 o'clock. So if you have any kind of car care question then, join us, phone or text, next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.